This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So we found out a couple of days ago from the near-Earth asteroid scout that 2023 BU, the asteroid about the size of a box truck, was headed toward Earth. I know. And, you know, you think to yourself, you know, maybe we'd like a, I don't know, a little heads up. Well, uh, it missed us. Uh, it misses. You're good. Don't worry. <laughs> no, it's not. It's okay. It's okay. It's already gone by, and it, it missed us. Okay, it went by last night. It came 2,200 miles above the planet. That's close, man. That's like a near miss on the tarmac of an airplane. 2,200 miles. Uh, it was uh, above the Pacific Ocean near Chile, and I mean we have asteroids. I mean we have uh, satellites farther away than that, big time. But uh, apparently the asteroid lovingly known as 2023BU, roughly the size of a U-Haul truck, zoomed right past us. So, (sighs) welcome, we're safe now, to Chewing the Fat. So what are you willing to do to live forever or at least, you know, add a few years to your life? Like, I don't know, a hundred, couple hundred. How how old do you want to be? How old do you want to get? I mean, it'd be cool to live to a couple hundred years, but, you know, if you if the last hundred years are you just laying on a bed, that kind of sucks. All right. You want to have some kind of productive life. But I mean, we have uh, Peter Thiel and Jeff Bezos investing uh, all kinds of money in startups that uh, are coming up with technology that are going to enable humans to live well into their hundreds. You've got Tony Robbins and Peter Diamandis uh, have uh, created Life Force. Uh, They have um, uh, all around the country. I think they have at least several places. It's a membership program, Life Force and Performance. You get quarterly blood testing, clinical summaries, telehealth reviews, personal analytics. I mean, that's, you know, there you're starting, but are you willing to do it? All right. So we have this software developer worth, uh, I don't know, he sold, he sold his Braintree payment solutions to eBay for $800 million in cash uh, a few years ago. So he's got a little bit of extra cash in the pocket. And he spends around $2 million a year to biohack his body into regaining his youth. He has a Brian Johnson, who's 45 now. Uh, well, he sold that uh, Braintree Payment Solutions, I don't know, 15 years ago or something like that for $800 million. $800 million ain't what it used to be. <laughs> uh, just letting you know. I mean, I, look, I'll take it, but 
It's not what it used to be. Uh, he has a team of 30 doctors and regenerative health experts overseeing his regime. His goal is to eventually have all his major organs, including his brain, liver, kidneys, teeth, skin, hair, penis, and rectum, functioning as they were in his late teens. Okay. The initiative, known as Project Blueprint, requires Johnson to abide by a strict vegan diet amounting to 1,977 calories per day. Man, under 2,000 cal- oh, 1,977 calories of vegan eating. Ooh. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I might be out already. <laughs> we'll just see. Uh, a daily exercise regime that lasts an hour, high-intensity exercise, three times a week, and going to bed every night at the same time. Now, he claims what I do may sound extreme, but I'm trying to prove that self-harm and decay are not inevitable. Now... Johnson wakes up every morning at 5 a.m., takes two dozen supplements, works out for an hour, drinks green juice laced with creatine and collagen peptides, brushes and flosses his teeth while rinsing with tea tree oil and antioxidant gel. Before bedtime, he wears glasses that block blue light for two hours. He also constantly monitors his vital signs and undergoes monthly medical procedures to maintain his results, including ultrasounds, MRIs, colonoscopies, and blood tests. While sleeping, he's hooked up to a machine that counts the number of nighttime erections. He also takes daily measurements of his weight, body mass index, body fat, blood glucose levels, and heart rate variations. Are you in? Are you still in? You're going to make it to maybe 150 or so. Now, the doc, the 29-year-old physician who is heading up the medical team hired by Johnson, who is you know, in, probably in charge of Project Blueprint, uh, said his goal is to prove that the human being can reduce the medical age of each of their organs by 25%. There is no person in the world, according to Dr. Oliver Zolman, There is no person in the world who is 45 chronologically, but 35 in every organ. If we can eventually prove clinically and statistically that Brian has made that change, then it will be such a large effect size that it will have to be causative and intervention and beyond what's genetically possible. Now, Johnson has founded also Kernel, a startup that manufactures helmets, that only cost you 50000 apiece, that measure brain signals and the impact of meditation and pharmaceutical interve- interventions on chronic pain. So that's one guy doing what he... Remember we did the other guy, the other business guy from Dallas, the, uh, the business guy, the, he's a real estate guy here in Dallas that uh, does something similar to this every day. And he goes back. He's from Dallas. He lives in, between Austin and Dallas. I can't remember his stupid name. Anyway, he uh, does his regiment was incredible. And that's the thing. You have to be willing to do the regiment, right? I mean, you have to go through. You have to do that. And uh, is attempting to biohack your body to regain your youth. I mean... Where do I sign up? I, mean, I can't afford. I don't have two million a year 
to to foot the bill on this. But if you did, I mean, if I did, if you'd like to donate <laughs> to the Chewing the Fat Longevity Fund, uh, just email me, chewingthefat at theblaze.com, and uh, I am happy to accept your donation in the Chewing the Fat Jeff Fisher Longevity Fund, and I'll get right on that because, uh, man, I am I am ready to have 1,977 calories of vegan food uh, to get me to live another 10 years. That might not be a bad thing. Remember a couple of weeks ago, I had Joshua Browder on, the uh, CEO of uh, Do Not Pay, where he has the uh, website set up so that you can use his uh, AI program to... uh, you know, know your case, how to not pay tickets, what you have to do for different laws. And you use his, you use his, uh, his AI program, do not pay to, uh, know the law. And he was going to have what was being called or touted as robot lawyer, right? He was going to have a guy show up in court and keep his do not pay, you know, in his earpiece. And well, as he actually talked about how they had glasses set up so that they were able to do it and the computer would answer the questions in court in real time and they would see how the AI fared in court with this guy who was fighting a ticket. And so the attorneys were all wound up. And because he talked to uh, me on Turing the Fat, uh, he's now decided that uh, new we're going to go ahead and not do that. Okay, I've got. uh, I've got all kinds of threats of possible prosecution and jail time, so we're just going to go ahead and give that whole robot lawyer thing a pause right now. <laughs> he said multi, multiple state bar associations have threatened us. Yeah, getting a little nervous. That We talked about that, in fact, in the interview, that uh, the uh, attorneys cannot be happy about uh, having AI do their job. But hey charge less his point is the good attorneys cost too much money and for you and me the slubs that can't pay two million dollars a year to live longer uh and we still need uh we need someone to uh to represent us use do not pay and he wanted to see how it would go live in court but uh no that's not going to happen right now uh there's uh they claim that uh the reason that he could face prosecution in civil and or criminal court is because well uh the um legal profession doesn't want uh audio equipment in the courtrooms especially federal courtrooms and probably state and local courtrooms as well i mean we know how difficult it is to get some of that footage in although unless it's a big case judges are happy to let the cameras come in so the ai tools developed for do not pay which remain uh, untested in actual courtrooms um, require recording audio arguments in order for the machine to learn the algorithm to generate responses so it's still there and you can still go to do not pay and have them help you uh, and you can use them for uh, a lot cheaper than hiring an attorney. Just we won't know how it acts in the live courtroom yet. But it's coming. It's coming. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. Desperately. <sighs> 
What is happening with Jay Leno? Okay, so not long ago, he burns his face and his, I think he burned some of his hand while working on one of his steam engine cars. And now we find out that he's recovering from broken bones sustained from a motorcycle accident. What is happening? Jay, take it easy. <laughs> uh, he's testing out one of his 1940s motorcycles and he was pulled off the bike by a wire strung across the parking lot. So someone, I mean, is Mrs. Leno trying to get rid of Mr. Leno? Because that's what's happening here. She's had enough of Jay. She's had enough of the travel. She's had enough of the cars. She's trying to get rid of him. So he's got a broken collarbone, two broken ribs, two cracked kneecaps. Holy cow. Uh, That's doing some damage. So he said he kind of wanted to keep it quiet because, you know, of all the coverage he got for the fire. He just was like, oh, you know, that one's for me. He said, uh, I got clotheslined and knocked me off the bike. The bike kept going, and you know how that works out. And uh, so he was just kind of bummed. He, <laughs> uh, he didn't publicize the accident because he knows, yeah, the last time was not too long ago, and that was a fire, okay? So he claimed, hey, uh, you know, after getting burned up, you get that one for free. Okay, all right. Now he claims that he's going to still do his show, returning back to vegas in march all right i don't know they're gonna wheel him out in a wheelchair and have jay leno show up and do a couple of jokes i hope so i mean i I like jay he's fine and in fact one of my favorite jokes don't make me tell the jay leno joke again all right don't because i've told it i think on this show before my favorite jay leno joke you're gonna make me you know the jay leno joke the two guys come up on the up on a big hole and there's a brick sitting next to the giant hole in the ground and i wonder they look over and they say i wonder how deep that hole is so one guy picks up and throws the brick into the hole and uh not too long after they hear this and then this goat falls into the hole pretty soon a guy comes up and says hey have you seen my goat and the guy says well yeah he just fell down that hole that's impossible. I had him tied to a brick. It's my favorite Jay Leno joke. Oh, I see where they uh, released the uh, Succession trailer on HBO Max. Uh, yeah, I don't know, yesterday or today. Where I watched it this morning. It uh, looks awesome. Uh, I think it begins in March as well. So it's either going to see Jay Leno in Vegas or stay home and watch Succession on HBO Max. I believe you know which one I choose. Reminder that you can follow me on uh, Twitter at JeffyJFR. And by the way, uh, at some point during this show today, uh, if you're listening live, it is the 27th of January, 2023. I will uh, tell you how I lied on Twitter last night. And I'm going to tell you and you alone the truth. Okay. Because I was thinking this morning, I was actually, I saw uh, in, the, in the shower this morning, I was thinking, you know, that, that was a lie. Because this is what really happened, so I've got I've got to set the record straight. Because I don't I mean, I'm gonna I'm not gonna delete the tweet because uh, you know it's fine. If you see the tweet, you go oh okay, and you'll move on. But you listeners to Chewing the Fat will know that it's not true, and you will know the true story. Okay? Yeah, I know. 
You're welcome. Uh, that's coming up a little bit later in the show. Uh, I want you can follow me on Twitter at JeffyJFR, Instagram and Facebook is Jeff Fisher Radio. Uh, YouTube page is Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. You can order a cameo from me at JeffyJFR. That's not free, but I'll do whatever you need. Uh, you know, I'll be mean, I'll be nice, I'll be happy, I'll be angry, whatever you need, uh, whatever you need, wherever, whatever you need, wherever you need it. And I see where TikTok. I don't have a, a TikTok yet, and I, I should have a TikTok by now. I know they're evil. And they're, you know, the Chinese spies. I got it. But, man, do I want an ASMR channel on TikTok so bad. I, I start, I go through there and I. With the music and the lights and the rubbing and the goop all over the mic. It's a crap. I got thousands of people. Oh, amazing. But TikTok's project texas speaking of tiktok uh apparently they've got plans to satisfy uh the u.s national security concerns that they're going to remain operational in the country okay i mean they're going to remain operational in the country it's just a matter of you know getting people to use them right i mean the everyday slubs are using it no problem but the uh, political entities are starting to say yeah maybe you not use tiktok uh on the government uh, platforms so we'll see i mean we know how bad TikTok is. We've talked about it before uh, and what the app does and where the information goes. So they're going to have to really prove that that information doesn't go back to the motherland of China in, and Beijing in particular. And I don't think that they're going to be able to prove that <laughs> with, uh, with the good enough uh, assurances that that won't happen. But again... What do I know? Could they do it? Sure. And as long as we're talking about uh, social media, the video making the rounds again of the lady that goes into the 7-Eleven with an axe and uh, slams one guy, cuts his head, slams him in the face with her axe, and then she slams another girl with the axe. <laughs> That's incredible. That's just amazing footage. And, and I mean, it's, it's real. I don't, it's not incredible. I mean, these people actually got hurt from her you know, wiping them with an axe. Um, the reason it's making the rounds, though, because it happened back in 2017, and she was on drugs. Uh, she was, a, uh, according to headlines, a methed-up transgender walking around. And you see her walk into the convenience store with the, with an axe. Awesome. And I remember thinking, when I'm watching the video, I'm like, you know, when I was watching uh, Vikings Valhalla, when I was binging Vikings Valhalla, I was thinking, man, that's... That's worse than today. I mean, these people couldn't go anywhere. They walk into town and somebody says something to you, you're dead. There are bodies everywhere. They just take their, their weapon and kill you. <laughs> oh, sorry about it. <laughs> uh, oh, that was the wrong person? Oh, darn. Shoot. I shouldn't have rammed my, my axe in his skull. So we're back to Viking days. So this happened in Australia in 2017. And the reason it's making the rounds again is because she uh, was just sentenced again they had some sentencing issues uh gave her nine more years uh for the violent and unprovoked attack at the uh, enmore 7-eleven in 2017 uh, if you see the footage uh it's pretty amazing because when she first walks in nobody see the one lady's at the counter she walked by doesn't see her the one guy walks in and she walks by him with the axe and he's like oh hey what the heck is going on with that so he grabs what he wants. He goes up to the counter, and he's standing there, and he's keeping an eye. He's kind of like side-eyeing where this axe chick is at, which was a good move. He should have just got out of there. 
He should have went with his gut and just got out of there. But he still he wants to get his product. He's buying whatever the heck he's buying. So then she comes up to him, and he starts kind of talking to her a little bit. Uh, you know, just kind of seeing what's going on. And then, whoo, axe to the face. Ouch. You aren't lying, ouch. And then the girl is kind of on her way out, and she turns around, axe to the butt. Ouch. Sounded just like that, as a matter of fact. And then she walks out. You see her walking across the gas station, the 7-Eleven gas stations. Amazing. <laughs> Vikings, Valhalla. I mean, Australia. Now, there was no evidence that this girl had been to hell or anything, but we just we do have evidence from a priest in Michigan, a, a Gerald Johnson. He said that he had a heart attack uh, in 2016, and he had his brush with satan then uh where he believed he briefly died after suffering a heart attack and uh said that uh while in hell rihanna's hit song umbrella echoed through the gates of hell during his bizarre visit to purgatory so just know when you're seeing rihanna at halftime at the super bowl (laughs) she's being played in hell too right i know i mean why not and Rihanna, by the way, just a side note on Rihanna. You know, she they asked her to be on the Super Bowl a few years ago, and she turned them down because of the Colin Kaepernick thing. I guess we're over that now. Yeah, it's been a few years since you've put out an album. Uh, maybe you want to sell some more music. And uh, Colin who? Yeah, okay, I'll do the Super Bowl. No problem, you got me. <laughs> uh, ama- we live in amazing times, that's for sure. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, joining me on the program uh, is a friend of the show, Chuck Palm, uh, who is the host of a a show called a Top Tech Talk Show. And uh, Top Tech is uh, talking about the, uh, well, he's, he's, I wanted to talk to him about the uh, triumphs of AI uh, in the last year or two. And I also wanted to talk to him about the fails. And I also wanted to get his opinion on how close we are to me having a do robot uh, at the house because I, I, it's got to be close i mean we've got we've all seen the jetsons and, and rosie i want my own rosie and no that's not uh, i don't i'm not talking about anything you know business wise i'm just talking about taking care of you know picking up stuff and bringing me stuff i want to do robot chuck palm welcome to chewing the fat how are you i'm wonderful jeffy thanks for having me yet again so how close am i to getting rosie uh, at my house Okay, not far. Believe it or not, last year they made some major leaps, and I was impressed. Uh, even Elon Musk, uh, every year he trots out his new AI robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, in 2021, it was a dude in a costume. <laughs> this year they actually brought a walking, talking robot out on stage and kind of had some interaction with him, and it's it's getting much closer. I mean, you've seen the Boston Dynamic dancing robot dogs and 
all that funny stuff. But I'm yeah, with but you, man. I, I want somebody that can pick up the groceries. But the Boston Dynamic Dogs, I mean, that those are, you know, cool and frightening, depending on which side of the aisle you're on. Yeah. But those are still remote operated. Right? We're not, For the most part, they're pre-programmed. Absolutely yeah. right. They're not autonomous. You know, they're not Correct. what we think of, like the uh, robots from iRobot with Will Smith. You know, I I want one of those too, simply because there's just not enough hours in the day. I have to have one. That's right? just that's just uh, that's a must. And I mean, we uh, obviously we all saw the documentary uh, iRobot with Will Smith, so we know what you're talking about. <laughs> so. Uh, Okay, so we're we're not that far. Is what were the? I mean, we've done the many stories here on chewing the fat uh, when uh, you know they brag about the successes. So, what is yeah. the uh, top tech talk show? Top five triumphs for AI in twenty twenty two. So a little more than we are AI, just. I'd I, say twenty twenty two. I know we're in twenty twenty three, but have we done anything in the last twenty seven days that's good news? Well, <laughs> I wouldn't say good news necessarily. There's been some other follow-ups to oh, really? bad news that, nice. that sounds better. I mean, you know, if, if we're talking AI, the thing about everybody's talking about that, you know, the, the chat uh, GPT AI right, right, and, right. and how cool it is that it can write, you know, copy for your, your marketing ads. <laughs> Big whoop. <laughs> I'm, I'm not all that impressed. This has been around for a while. There's a lot of people that have done it before. The, the difference is, this is pretty adaptive. It goes out, searches the internet, it brings up articles about you, if you want a story written about you, or uh, you know whatever your company might be up to. That's okay. That's pretty cool. They've made some advancements. That's the, the good news That's is, the chat G, GPT? GPT, right. Because yeah, I, I saw where BuzzFeed is going to start using it again, or it's, it's true, going to and, use and it again. And from what I understand, Microsoft may either become a major investor or just buy it outright. So that's the death knell for it right there. Once once Microsoft gets involved. Uh, you would hope so, but I doubt it. Okay, anyway. All right, so we have that. Uh, well, you're right. That that happened. That became big news in the last 27 days. No question. Yeah. So the one that was kind of cool last year, they made some advancements, is augmented reality, which is not quite AI. But it's cool because it works with products and phones and things that you already use. You can walk around in a neighborhood looking at your phone with the camera on, looking at Google Maps, for example, and it will have arrows down your path pointing you where you're supposed to go. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, mean, yeah, I did see that. Yeah. That is yeah. Cool. That's kind of cool, too. I'm, yeah. I'm digging where they're taking that. But, you yeah. know, it, it has a little bit of ways to go yet. Uh, we were in Germany last year for a family event, and you know it was beautiful at taking us to places that I've never been before. And you know it was all in English, so I understood where we were going and what it was saying. I mean, gotta love that, right? So, how close are we? Like, I've, uh, I've always, I always want, you know, we have, we talk about, they have, uh, you know, when you look at the VR glasses, and I know you're talking about the augmented reality. You're not talking about. Uh, you know, the VR glasses, but really I believe that we should just all wear a helmet and the all, all the time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, the helmet, we have the earpieces to listen to what's our phone. The helmet is our phone. The helmet is our computer. That's what we wear. And the glass screen is our computer screen and our live screen to interact mm -hmm. with other humans. And if you don't want the computer screen, you know, you just push the screen up and you can interact, you know, that you're looking at what's going on live. But for the most part, you just wear the helmet. 
And that's your Well, life. you know, Oculus Rift is really close to something like that now, and it's been around for a while. They're spending money to upgrade that. In fact, every major tech player has built their own, and they're working on releasing them. Right. What's really uh, surprising to me is how bad they're doing. Um, even though Meta, which is Facebook, bought all of that and, and integrated it, they've created an entire AI world where people are supposed to be able to get together and have meetings right, and right, talk right, about right. their project. Okay, that was just lame. It was dumb. I attended a couple of them. Um, nobody, I mean, you, you look around, you see people in, in rabbit outfits. Well, yeah, and, well, I was going to ask they, you what you used for your... <laughs> oh, I was just me. I'm, I'm not. I'm not one of those fancy avatars oh. that has like you know bull horns on or anything like that. But you know, boring. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. Come on, have you seen pictures of me? What are you going to do with that? You know. Yeah. Okay. But Meta, Meta spent a ton of money on it, and uh, it looks like it's waning off this year. Uh, they're kind of de-emphasizing their their little land that they created. In fact, they took a major stock hit, and they've uh, laid off several. Uh, dozens of thousands of their workers yeah, that you know sure. are involved in, in in future development. So they're shifting focus again, and I don't think it's it's looking good for Zuckerberg. It was down sixty five percent this year. Wow. So, okay. I mean huge. the the that reality world has got to be more interacting live, like uh, the games. Right. You've got to be able to right. get in and interact right then. And I know that's what he was thinking about with the office meetings and everything, but why do that with a meeting? I don't know. Just I can understand why it didn't, uh, why it didn't take off. Well, what was interesting was I attended one that was like a financial uh, meeting of shareholders. And there were dozens of people in the room that were also avatars. And you could look around a, a stadium environment and you're seeing the two presenters in the middle of it. But it was kind of like a jumbotron screen, so you could really get a, a feel for what's going on. It kind of reminded me of a sports arena. Right. And the concept, be it all you know, kind of whiz-bang cool, it just wasn't delivered very well and, and definitely was not received well by the participants. They, you know, there was a lot of shaky avatars, and people looked like they were having fits and such. So I, I don't know how good that could be. I really want to do a uh, Chewing the Fat radio program in the metaverse. And right on. Uh, just have just have people walk by the radio studio while I'm doing the show uh, in the metaverse, and it's just me thinking out loud. I mean, look, has Zuck come to me and said, "Hey, we need a chewing the fat show in the metaverse"? No. Well, let's get him your number, no. man. I think that would be the way to do it. I well, he can DM me or he can you know message me on Facebook. DM me, I'm right? sure he has my name, Jeff Fisher Radio. <laughs> Pretty sure he knows that. I think you're on a certain list. So, I can count on that. So, okay, so there's a couple. What else do we have that were uh, triumphs as far as AI in the last year? So in the last year, you know, the, the thing that I'm really probably the most excited about was actually one of the fails from last year as well. And that's, believe it or not, I'm going to take the three letters and put them together, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to re revamp it a little bit. NFTs are not what you think they are. I believe that. <laughs> yeah, because people people have really abused the whole idea of uh, trading cards and you know putting things together in, a, in an environment and giving exclusive rights and yada yada. That's all well and good. I mean, but I can own a, I can own a picture <laughs> that everybody right. else can see, but I own it. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that's now how wonderful. much do I want? I'm, it? I'm I'm thrilled for you. Right. Yeah, I know. No, it's a, 
the idea, though, that you do own things in the real world, why wouldn't you own own them also in the virtual world? Well, they've started so, that, right? You say this is the fail, but I mean, we've started with no, uh, no, selling the, goods and services advanced. inside the metaverse, right? That's correct. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Let's shift that because this is a real big deal, and I think it's an advancement in the technology. We're going to be able to tokenize objects and see their real-time value, their location, uh, who might be bidding on a product. We could do inventory for a company. You could have all kinds of tokenized real-world things that you might be able to find either in AI or just even an online search. But the, the fact is, is that it's the most secure database known to man today. Now, there's it. been others that have been broken. I think anything that can be you know, locked can also be unlocked. Sure. However, I'm, I'm excited about these newer technologies, and one of them comes to mind is Hashgraph. They just happen to found a way to make everybody aware that an event is going on, and we're all witnesses to the event, so if you try to mess with it and tamper it, we're going to reject you and, and, and boot that off the blockchain. Um, uh, you know, it's a hash graph, not a blockchain for those techies that are yelling at me right now. I get it. But I'm, I'm excited because, you know, think about stuff. Everybody owns stuff and you can't carry your stuff wherever you go. Right. But you could say, I can look at my stuff and know where it's at in the real world if I'm in a metaverse or if I'm, you know, negotiating maybe a company sale. And I have all kinds of assets with my company. If they're all tokenized, there's no question about the value of those things. So that that's really where NFTs, I think, are going to shine. I've got. I'm. I, you lost me, so I'm going to have to go back and, and find out exactly <laughs> what that would mean because uh, I I don't know that I trust it. But many people me. are afraid of AI. I'm not and afraid. Robots. I'm not afraid of it. I just want to trust it. Is all. I mean, well, I know sure. the robots and, and the AI, I got it. Nobody wants to, everybody's fine with a robot in the house as long as they know it's a robot. When it starts yeah. becoming too more, too much like a human, they get scared of it. I got it. I mean, that's all, right, all the studies right. have shown that. Uh, I, you know, I, I really don't care. I just want someone, yes, I'm thirsty, bring me a soda. That's all right, I want. Right, yeah. I just want to do robot. That's all I want. So let's say you have a classic automobile for a quick example. And that car is worth whatever the you know, trading value uh, it is that day. Um, if you take out insurance for it, they kind of need to know how much the tradable value is for your automobile. Okay. So y you could take that, put it into a token, lock it up in a safe deposit box in the virtual bank online, and know forever that that's the you know, registered value of this vehicle at that point in time. And I'm the only registered holder of the title. And then you one day decide you want to sell it. But lo and behold, it has you know, befallen a horrible accident and you have to claim insurance on it. Your insurance company won't even doubt you as to the value right. of it because you've tokenized it. Right. right. And also, let's say it didn't befall a horrible accident and you could sell it online. There's really no need to negotiate because we know the real value that was stuck in time the moment you created that token for your car. And uh, undisputed that you're the owner of it, too, so you have the right to sell it. Right. Okay. Uh, I, I know I'm, I'm going to continue on, but I, uh, I know you have to go, and I definitely have to go. So, uh, Chuck Palm, uh, host of Top Tech Talk Show. Where do I – how do I hear Top Tech Talk Show? Oh, is there a well, way? If you can spit out all those long words. You could type it in toptechtalkshow.com or demystifyingcryptocurrency.com, which is available on Amazon.
I, I think I could type in top tech talk show easier than demystifying cryptocurrencies.com. But I'll <laughs> we'll, give we'll it a it shot. Short. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck Palm, thank you. I appreciate it, my friend. My pleasure, Jeffy. Thank you as always, brother. Take care. Quoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It is Friday. That means it's time for what's being called America's favorite game show, What's the Lie? What's the Lie? Where contestants try to decipher the lie from our count of one, two, three, four headlines. One of them is not true. Thus... That's where we get what's the lie. Welcome to our contestant, Blaze Radio board operator, producer, Dove. Quick side note, uh, Dove. Uh, Dove is playing today because he was very vocal on his contempt for the other contestants. I mean, his disbelief <laughs> that contestants couldn't get it right. So I thought, okay, give it a shot. Thank you. Hi. Well, how are how you? How are you, Jeff? Welcome to What's the Lie. Thank you very much. So, you, I mean, you were, you were adamant that uh, I, you couldn't believe people were getting it wrong. Yeah, I couldn't imagine that it would be that hard. Okay. So, yeah. well, you, I mean, you ready to play? <laughs> I'm ready. All right. Four headlines. One of them, not real. One of them is the lie. All right. Headline number one. The lights have been on at a Massachusetts school for over a year because no one can figure out how to turn them off. Headline number two, rare watermelon comet is expected to pass the earth this summer, but the colorblind population won't be able to see it. Headline number three, the Swedish government moves to get rid of permits needed for dancing. Headline number four, a stolen hot dog statue has been returned to a West Virginia restaurant owner. Those are your four headlines. The lights have been on at a Massachusetts school for over a year because no one can figure out how to turn them off. Rare watermelon comet expected to pass the earth this summer, but the colorblind population won't be able to see it. Swedish government moves to rid of permits needed for dancing. Stolen hot dog statue has been returned to West Virginia restaurant owner. All right. Those are your four headlines. One of them is a lie. I will say that if you mm-hmm. have an opportunity, if you win, you'll win a Talking Sense Jeffy Blue Freshie. Oh, nice. Uh, for more information, you can go to, you're darn right it is, you can go to Talking Sense Facebook group and find the Freshie scent and the design just for you. So, And you get to come back. We've had a few people, you know, returning champions. So those are your four headlines. Of which, what, I, almost, I screwed up the whole headline. What is the lie? So the second one again was what? The second one was the comet. Okay, that's re- that sounds some legit. 
The first one sounds very legit. Uh, the third one was the one with the dancing permit. Thing. Correct. Uh, I'm going to say that's the lie. Oh. See? Man, did I want you to win, too. Which one was no. it? Uh, did I want you to win? Listen, thanks for listening and thanks for playing. What's the lie? Well, thanks for listening to What's the Lie. What's the Lie is a subsidiary of Chewing the Fat Enterprises. All information is probably accurate at the time of recording. CTF, WTL, MMXXII. What was the lie, though? <laughs> the watermelon comet. Oh, God. no watermelon comet that <laughs> colorblind population can't see. What are you kidding me? Thanks for playing, Dub. Really. Thank you very much. Don't be bad mouthing the other contestants. I I'll won't anymore. I realize that. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Now I have to tell you the truth. Okay. I lied on Twitter uh, last night uh, under a tweet from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And it is NFC and AFC Championship weekend, by the way. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals are taking on the Kansas City Chiefs, and the San Francisco 49ers are taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. My prediction for this weekend uh, will be the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Cincinnati Bengals in the Super Bowl in Arizona. All right, that's my prediction. You heard it here. I, I, obviously, when it happens, you could say, oh, my gosh, Jeff, you were right. But uh, the tweet from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers yesterday was reminding us that they won the Super Bowl, you know, with John Gruden 20 years ago. Just amazing. It's been 20 years since that Super Bowl win. Not the Brady one a few a couple of years ago. I'm talking about the first one with Gruden. It was awesome. And it was fun to be in Tampa Bay at the time. There was no doubt about it. So there was. they tweeted that. And someone tweeted, uh, Jeffy's trans fan... Jeffy's trans fat do monkey directed evolution uh, Twitter account uh, tweeted at a buddy's house in Baton Rouge loving every minute at Jeffy JFR what about you and I thought well I mean it was I was living in Tampa Bay at the time I, I was doing the morning show so I was you know watched the game and went into work to prepare for the morning show it was awesome but this morning as I'm taking a <laughs> As, a, as I'm taking a shower, I'm thinking, you know, that's not what happened at all. <laughs> I was doing the morning show, but the Super Bowl, uh, I was do, I was doing a Sunday night radio show, a ver- Sunday night version of the Fisher Files uh, on Sunday. You know, that's why it was a Sunday night version because it was on Sunday. And uh, so the Super Bowl was on while I was doing my show, and I extended the show because the Bucks were going to win. And so I just stayed live until, I don't know, I don't know, until midnight or one o'clock in the morning or wherever it was because Tampa Bay was on fire with excitement because the Bucks won the Super Bowl. And so I just talked to the, you know, talked to the, the, the audience about the Bucks winning the Super Bowl for two or three hours and then just stayed at the station and, you know, did the morning show. Now, I remember the week before I was at home because I watched Tampa Bay beat Philadelphia. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles in Philly to go to the Super Bowl. It was awesome. Awesome. And uh, we were fired up, man. Gruden was our coach. So all that week, uh, we were, you know, I mean, the city was electric for the Bucks. And uh, our producers uh, for the morning show and for the, uh, for, 
Gandhi Boulevard, Clear Channel radio station. Uh, in the, our building, we had like eight stations in the building. Uh, Eric Chase. I don't know if this was done all by Eric Chase or if it was Eric Chase and Phil Azun and Nick Sanders, who still does work for us here at the Blaze. Uh, I don't know if it was all three of them, but th- they created a uh, a production piece for the Bucks after they beat the Philadelphia Eagles and they were going to the Super Bowl. And I realized that it is still in the system. <laughs> and it is awesome. We was counted out. We was horrible. We gave them no sacks today. And we whooped their ass. Think about it. Performance by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who have earned their right to go to their first. We're ecstatic to go to the Super Bowl. We got one more destiny. That's Super Bowl champs. We're going to the Super Bowl. We got to finish it. This day, we got to finish it. Ron Barber with the interception going the other way. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Game over. Tampa to the Super Bowl. Who's the best secondary now? <laughs> That's John Lynch, baby. Ronnie Barber. Chicken. It's kind of like that movie Wizard of Oz. Ding dong. Ding dong, the witch is dead. This is the beginning. We just gotta win one more game. No doubt, baby. Head west, my star head west. That's right. Super Bowl was in San Diego, by the way. We're going Super Bowl, man. I want to keep that party rolling. No doubt about it. Uh, Really proud uh, of our players and our coaches and I'm really happy for our fans back in Tampa. In February, Bucks owner Malcolm Glazer gave up four draft picks and $8 million to bring John Gruden to Tampa. We were happy for And he for signed it, baby. his new head coach to a multi-million dollar contract. In the locker room after Sunday's win, Glazer told the team he had one more thing to give Gruden. Probably the greatest day of my life. A kiss on the cheek. And you ain't say nothing yet. We did the impossible today because we knew we had to believe and we knew we could get it done. Watch out, Oakland Raiders, because here we go. You ain't lying, baby. It was as if a boxer was knocked down, got up, knocked down again, and they were about to get knocked out, and then they came in swap. It was a great day for our franchise, and I know the cannons are sounding off down there in Tampa now. Yes, sir. Okay, I'm worn out. Thanks for listening to Chewing the Fat. That's amazing. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.